Blog Talk Radio. Maybe. I guess I won't. So never mind. I was going to hit a button that was going to play music. But it didn't play. Everybody, welcome to Pretty Much Fantastic. Um, I am um, not your host, actually. I'm just I'm kind of here as a facilitator. I'm Mary Brotherton, the voice you know from Manifest Monday and on demand and take a break with Mary and blah, 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 go with angels. You know, I'm just the voice of Be Unique Radio. But I'm here with Lauren Kelly, and she is, believe it or not, she's pretty much fantastic, just like the name of her show. And today we're all going to talk about Genesis. So, Lauren, why don't you tell me why you picked the title Genesis for your pilot episode? All right. Well, thank you. Everybody for tuning in. This is my first podcast ever. I'm a little nervous. I'm just going to go ahead and say that straight off the gate. So, <laughs> so I'm so excited that I get to be doing this. And, and I, um, you know, really came up with the title, um, What's Your Genesis, um, to really kind of drive my mission statement forward, which is um, to empower young widows and widowers and uh, those dealing with loss and the people who love them on their healing journey. Um, And it's interesting because as I was sort of looking up this this topic of Genesis and what that means to to begin, because we all know it sort of as a biblical term. Um, When you think of Genesis, you think of, you know, most people think of either the first book of the Bible or, you know, the band Phil Collins made famous. Um, I think of both, honestly. But um, I, I really drive home the word Genesis, and I actually looked it up. I looked it up to see what Merriam-Webster defined it as, and Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, defines the word Genesis as a noun, and they say that it is the origin or coming into being of something, and then it goes on to say that today we use the word Genesis to refer to creative beginnings of much smaller things, but never unimportant ones. And that really kind of struck a chord in me because having gone through a lot in life and some really interesting seasons, but more so within the past few years of um, dealing with some serious loss in my life, I started to kind of think, you know, what does creating something mean after you've lost something? And I thought, wow, for the dictionary to even say when we – start creating things and created beginnings that are much smaller things but never unimportant ones, to me what that resonated with was that everybody's story matters and that even the smallest stories have such a huge impact on helping people heal and um, guide and just know that we are better together as people when things and seasons of life go astray or you're in the valleys and you really want to be back up on that hill. And I kind of wanted to you know, sort of explore that and then put it in perspective with my story. And so I uh, have a special guest today, too, which is very exciting. And she happens to be my mother, Sally, who is an incredible person. And um, she's going to kind of be here today. She is an occupational therapist, aside from being an amazing human. She's an occupational therapist, has been one for quite a long time. I won't say the number. She, she might. But I, won't say, I won't say it, but she's also a case manager and um, helps so many people. And in the season of my life with my late husband, and I'm going to kind of get into to that in just a moment here, but um, she helped facilitate us and guide us through a really important um, piece of our story and it wasn't an unimportant piece it was very much important so I think that um, one of the things that I can help everybody kind of I know because everyone's probably like what is this (laughs) why are you doing this and so I actually go to um, this wonderful church as as after losing my husband in 2019 um, we were actually married in April of 2019 I've known him for years Um, And we were married in 2019, and then two months later, he was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer called T-cell lymphoblastic lymphoma, if anyone out there knows what that is. Um, It's really aggressive, and it's very rare, and you kind of get out of the woods for it when you're about, like, 30, 
before 35. My husband was diagnosed at the age of 33. So he was right on that little clip of almost being out of the woods for it. But um, one of the things after going through that and after two months of being married, having to do with becoming not only a newlywed but a caregiver at the age of, how old was I? I was 32, and I turned 33 that next month in February of 2020, which we all know was a banner year for lots of things. Um, and so that just added one more thing on for me. Um, I sort of then decided after all that had happened, um, and we were going through this very hard season, and then he sadly passed away in May 24, on May 24th of 2020. Um, and there was a long, it was a long road, but out of that came a lot of lessons and a lot of blessings and Oh, by the way, on this podcast, we're totally going to cry, guys. So <laughs> I'm a crier. Um, <laughs> I, I got the picture ready here. Thank you. I don't because you know me. <laughs> but um, one of the things that really drove me and my healing was really coming back to a faith aspect for myself that I hadn't touched in so long. And so the word Genesis for me really just was so impactful in how are you going to create a new beginning out of something that was very significant but would seem small to someone who isn't going through it. And so I got into, um, you know, of course, a season of life where I was just coping and healing and dealing, you know, with everything that had gone on with my entire family. My entire family walked the journey with us, and I just needed something that I knew I wasn't getting from just being, you know. So I started to reconnect with my faith-based elements of how I grew up. I grew up going to church and going to private school for a few years and going to public school. But, um, you know, Jesus and, and faith was always at the, at the center of the house that I grew up in. And um, I started driving down the road one day, one of the main roads in my town here in sunny southwest Florida on the Gulf Coast. It's the best coast. Um, I was driving down this main road, uh, US 41, and I saw this sign that said Future Home of Coast Life Church. And I was like, what is this church? So I looked it up, and I had been to church for years and hadn't been in years. So, you know, you have those seasons of, like, I'm going to go, and then I'm never going to go. And I took my, you know, research skills, like I love to do. I'm like a mini Nancy Drew. So I went online, and I'm, like, researching, researching. What is this place? I'd been to a couple other ones, and I was like, this is nice, but it's, just I don't know if it's just for me. And so I went to Coastlight Church, and I stepped one foot on campus on a Sunday with a, one of my best friends, and immediately I felt like this is exactly where I needed to be after everything that had just gone on in my life. So fast forward now to becoming a member of that church and really just being in community with so many amazing people, and one of the things that they value there is sharing your story. And I was invited to share my story with an uh, amazing group of women on this um, wonderful night called Her Night, which they host a few times a year. And I, uh, so I said, of course. And I immediately got nervous, like I am today, because I was like, oh, my gosh, being vulnerable, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. That's hard. How do I do this? And I just felt something inside of me say, you just, you just do it. Um, because I really believe that when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable is when we can allow the real healing to begin. So what I was going to do today to kind of give people a uh, little background was just read what I read aloud that night at her night, if I may, I think. Absolutely. You know, I thought that might be, a, yeah, I thought that might be a good way to kind of open this up so everybody who's listening and, and my, my fantastic family, you know, that's out there that's listening right now, um, you guys just get to know a little bit more about me and Andrew, and you're going to hear a lot more about that in future episodes to come, but this is kind of just going to give you an idea of, of what our story is. So I'll just, I'll start here. So um, this was what I read at Her Night 2023, and so it goes like this. My name is Lauren Kelly, and when I was asked to share my story with this group of amazing women, I decided to say yes because there is a part of me that knows that my journey over the past few years has been nothing but a testimony to the grace God gives us to grow. When we find ourselves in one of the lowest life moments that challenges us, he blesses us with strength we never knew we had. 
I grew up in a family where my parents divorced when I was six years old. Even in those hard times, my mother always wanted to instill in us that keeping Jesus at the center of your life was one of the most important things for you to do. Having been involved in a youth group when I was in middle school, the connection to Jesus was always there, but the community aspect was lacking. I realize now that I had shifted my focus away from Jesus. I found comfort and safety in all things of the world. I made an abundance of mistakes and kept running my life the way I wanted. Fast forward to my late 20s, needing to escape from the town I grew up in, I moved out to Los Angeles to pursue my love of acting and singing. Never would I have imagined that after doing what most single girls do, which, as we all know, is online dating, I met a remarkable man whose username was the best possible. His real name was Andrew. The more I got to know him, he truly was the best possible. We dated for three years, and as our relationship was evolving into serious territory, we moved back to the East Coast, and we, became, and we came back to the town that years before I couldn't wait to leave. After three years, Andrew asked me to marry him in the most magical way at Disney World. We bought a home and started planning our wedding for April of 2019. The day was amazing and will always be one of my favorite memories. Two months after our wedding, Andrew had an unexpected fall. He went to the local emergency room and was diagnosed with a mass in his lung. We found out it was a rare form of cancer. He had to start an aggressive treatment program of chemotherapy every three weeks. My husband was not raised in a household that knew God. Through all of this, I felt that God was calling me back to him, and I felt that I and my family were put in Andrew's life to help guide him toward Jesus. He underwent rigorous chemotherapy treatments every three weeks. We watched church online from the comfort of our couch or hospital room every Sunday like clockwork. We prayed, hoped, and believed. It was then that Andrew accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior and often proclaimed that by his stripes I am healed. After being declared cancer-free in December of 2019, God had a plan for Andrew that we certainly didn't expect. Andrew's cancer came back with a vengeance. Because of COVID, I was no longer able to be with him when he was getting his treatments, which lasted a week at a time. I've never prayed harder in my life. And one day when I was praying, I heard God say so clearly, he's not going out the way he came in. Andrew was transported home with hospice, and we were able to be with him when he passed away on May 24th of 2020. He was 33 years old. After Andrew passed, my first instinct was not to post my grief all over social media. I knew the only thing I needed was Jesus. One of Andrew's promises, I'm sorry, one of the promises Andrew and I made was that we would find a local church when he was able. For quite a while after he passed, I remained faithful to watch the same church services online that we'd watch together every Sunday. I tried to find pockets of peace and joy in life while trying to find a way to work through my grief. One day I was driving down Highway 41 and noticed that the bowling alley that I went to all the time as a child now had a banner that said, Future Home of Coast Life Church. One Sunday in August of 2021, I attended my first Coast Life service and knew that this place was exactly where I needed to be. I have found strength through my relationships there. As of today, I have attended Growth Track, where I learned about the mission and heart of the church, Freedom Group, where I encountered the Holy Spirit and learned ways that Jesus can help heal our grief and anxiety. I was asked to co-lead a together group, which provided the community of friendship and support with wonderful people from the church. I was water baptized, even though I had been baptized at the age of 16. And through water baptism, I experienced the renewal of my relationship with Jesus. I also serve on host team with my mom, who makes sure we keep seated cheek to cheek because we're always better together, which is, of course, our church's motto, and completed leadership track, which helped me lead here at Coast Life and in all areas of my life. The icing on the cake has been doing something I never thought I'd do, which is sing on the platform with the most amazing worship team I've ever heard. There's no doubt in my mind that Andrew and the Holy Spirit led me straight here, knowing what I so desperately needed was to be planted in a strong community of believers and to be of service to others. I'm so grateful to our pastors for putting the life in Coast Life Church. Each week I can see how Jesus is working through the hearts of so many people and how that can change one person's life forever. And if this is your first time here, please don't let it be your last. Whatever you're walking through today, know that you are never alone, and whatever test God has handed you through faith, prayer, and community, he will turn that test into a testimony. And that was one of the hardest things <laughs> that I had ever had to do, was stand in front of a massive room full of incredible people who 
maybe had a story like mine or maybe didn't, but definitely had their own story and could relate. And the outpouring of love and support after I had read that was just overwhelming. So it really told me that I didn't need to keep anything hidden. I needed to share this because I know that through sharing and through community and hearing people's stories that we all learn how to keep better tools for ourselves in our toolbox of life, you know? So with that being said, mother, are you there? (laughs) I I am here. (laughs) And I have to say, Lauren, hearing it again still just takes me back to a time that is just so emotional and so challenging And for anyone out there who has experienced trauma or loss or challenges, I can honestly tell you we all have in some form or fashion, Mm -hmm. some worse than others, you know, but the the reality of it is we can all learn from each other, I I think, and we can all learn um, skills and coping mechanisms and, and opportunities to recognize that when someone is hurting or someone's going through a season, people tend to be afraid to talk a little bit. Yeah. Um, having, and I, I heard the intro from you, which um, was kind, <laughs> considering I'm your mother, <laughs> but I, um, I can tell you that what I've noticed, uh, well, let me just tell you two seconds about me, because this isn't about me, yes, this is about Lauren's story. But I want but people I don't, to tell I don't the really people. want to talk about. <laughs> tell but the, tell the here's, fantastic here's Sam. The, here's the thing. What? I said, tell the fantastic Sam. Like we're all family here, you know. That. Oh come so, on. Well, but come on. but what I'm what I'm okay. So as an occupational therapist, um, over like a zillion years, but we'll just claim forty plus. Um, I have had the opportunity to deal with all kinds of people, all kinds of patients, families extended whatevers and the the reality of it is that when life hands you challenges whether it be i mean people can relate to someone saying you had a stroke or you had a this or that and you kind of can picture in your mind what that looks like you know you you get right. up and start going or you don't and you stay depressed and it's ugly and it's miserable and everybody gets mad and it's an it's an angry situation but what right. I can tell you is that people become leery of talking about their situation. People become leery of sharing their stories. People, people don't know how to talk to the person who's ill. They just don't. Mm -hmm. And, and so many times what will happen in a conversation is that they'll talk about everything, but the problem. So let's go back to when Andrew was sick and first diagnosed and all of that. It was such a stunning moment of fear and anguish and reality all mixed into one that you almost don't know what to say and you almost don't know how to present yourself to the person let's call him the patient because that's what I know and and then so you start talking about everything else you know it's not like well but, but people are hungry to hear you admit and talk to them about their problem. People, people want to share what's hurting them. People want you to know that they need to talk. And it's just like what Lauren was yeah. saying, releasing that emotion, releasing that story helps people heal. In, in Andrew's case, he didn't heal. I mean, that's the long and short of it. He didn't right. heal, and people frequently will go into this whole big, we'll see, where, where was God then, you know? Where, where was God when Andrew needed him most? Well, I don't know, Lauren, how can you spin that story that you just told? Because this doesn't sound like a happy ending to me. And, and, right. real, and I'm going to let Lauren talk about that, but I think it's so important to realize that life doesn't always give us a happy ending to our way of thinking, okay, to our way of thinking. Right. Whereas where Andrew was, and he was so sick, and he was so tired, and he was so frustrated, and he was so everything, you could look at it another way, that God answered his prayer, 
which was right. he didn't God didn't give him cancer, but God gave him the healing to leave that body. Absolutely. And, and so I'm going to just turn this back over to Lauren because Sally could go on and on. And, oh, I no, and that's why I have that, you here. <laughs> because uh-huh. everything and that you bring to the table of value and, and as a therapist and helping people, like I know that that was so integral to helping him feel more at peace with what was going on. And then, of course, subsequently yeah. getting more involved in because, of course, all of this had to happen during COVID, y'all. So everyone's, you, everybody who we started living the COVID lifestyle before COVID was a thing. So like everyone yeah. when they snapped into isolation in 2020, we're looking around like, welcome to our club, everyone. Because when you're yeah. you know, immunocompromised, you can't go out. You have to wear a mask. You, you, you know, everything that we all had to endure together as a world front, people, are de- people were dealing with before it became a world front. But everyone then got a taste of what that kind of looked like. And wrapping your mind around not having the freedoms that we've always had because of health issues was a huge wake-up call for the world. And not just, but as it started out for us, it was a singular pulled-out moment, which then prepared us and equipped us for what we had to go through next. So I really do believe that, you know, that, that was a lot of, of course, you know, hard things to, to press and endure, but, you know, we getting the chance to spin it differently because you can look at it, like you said, Mom, in a lot of different ways of, like, you know, where was God, where was this? Well, and it's like he was right there every step of the way giving peace when there was no peace. And, like, I always say, you're, y'all, y'all are going to hear me say this a lot, but, like, everyone is always trying to take a piece of your peace. <laughs> so <laughs> another podcast we'll go through we'll go through how we don't let people take a piece of our piece and we can keep on rolling but that's for another one but in this mode of mm-hmm. everything trying to come for somebody's peace you've got to find peace in something that will keep filling your cup even when you are just completely being drained at every turn of the corner and for us that was really getting into spirituality and faith because let's face it Sometimes when you're faced with a big decision like that, you don't know what lies beyond or what it's all about or what it's going to come for or come to, I should say. But God was always there in the center of everything, in the good results, in the bad results, in the, in, in the coming and the going. And he, Andrew was healed, just not in the way that everybody would traditionally, in our worldly way, look at being healed. Yeah. And there's something really I, that's deep about so good. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I think though that when when we look at the um, challenges of the diagnosis, which was a horrible form of cancer, and we look at the uh, lack of knowledge of a spiritual go-to learning curve for lots of people, um, there there's a there's a big hole in um, yeah. everyone's gut when it comes to, mm-hmm. well, how am I going to handle this? And one of the biggest um, reactions is anger, you know, but not right, right. away. Fear is the first one. Yeah. I, you know, people become very nervous and very upset, and so they become mm-hmm. so concerned about doing everything just as the way they're told, and, and they want to follow these footsteps of what their oncologist is telling them, or, or, mm-hmm. or physician of choice or whatever, and, and right. they don't really allow themselves much wiggle room when it comes to he, he, thoughts of healing or spiritual growth or any of those kinds of things, because right now they're faced with a diagnosis and they've got work to do, you know, they've got to follow through, they've got to stay strong, they've got to take their pills, Mm -hmm. they've got to blah, 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 you know, they've Mm -hmm. got to do all that stuff. And then, then when they don't feel good and, 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 and they feel like the world is kind of closing in, it's normal for people to get upset and angry. It's normal right. for people to feel that this isn't fair. It's normal, mm-hmm. especially at a young age. I mean, honestly, you know, when there are no answers, you have to keep looking. I can remember when when okay. when Andrew was first diagnosed and and he just looked at me like, well, well what am I supposed to do now? I mean, like, what does this mean? How, I mean, is my life over? You know, I just started right. living. I just got married. What, what does this mean? 
And I said, what it means is you've got to find the strength to continue. That's what it means. For yeah. some people who have had a really, I don't know, Lauren, what do you call it? Um, uh, what, 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 what do you call it when you have a bad church experience? Oh, church hurt. You know, or you church hurt. Yeah, church, like church, being church hurt. Church hurt. That's what, okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, and and I think that's an interesting phrase because lots of people, whether it's because of how they were brought up or whatever, feel that church hurt. They're like, you got to be kidding me. You know, I'll never walk back I in those doors again because those I've, people are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you feel it's like such a hypocritical community of people. They're always talking about each other and they're always this and that and people are negative. But again, I can't stress enough how important it is to find that group of people, no matter how small, that can feel the way you feel and can bring you forward and help you not be angry, help you be, help you feel that you have hope. Because here's the thing that I can say, I think, for Lauren and I both, believing in the positive, believing that there's a reason for this, believing that your test is your testimony, believing that you will get better somehow Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. everything. It's everything. You can't not believe that you have more in you. You can't give up because when you do, and that spirit that's burning inside you decides to take a hiatus and go on vacation somewhere, you lose. You lose. And and you don't want that. You don't want it at all. And 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 that's that's the challenge. That as I feel and I the challenge Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. That I I think the challenge and I think Yeah, go ahead, Mom. No, I was just going to say that, and I think we should share that one of the strongest assistive types of things we did was watch Joel Osteen. Because one thing, yeah. you know, people look at Osteen's and they're like, oh, geez, you know, they're crazy and he, people and, he, and they've well, just and got all this money. And for those who don't know who Joel Osteen is, well, just get, so for those who don't know Joel Osteen, is, Google he's the pastor of Lakewood Church. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, you have to Google it, but he's the pastor of Lakewood I'm, I'm like, Lakewood Church. Lakewood Church, but I think Lauren's on to something. Yeah, he's he's uh he's a pastor of Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. And people would say that Lakewood Church is a I'm gonna, I'm using air quotes y'all can't see, but mega church. <laughs> um mm-hmm. but let me tell mm-hmm. you when people have had hard times in life and you come together as a group, that is what the real world looks like. And people who aren't choosing mm-hmm. to look at situations as victim mentality and everything that that man says i'm telling you when he leads people in 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 a in a um almost like it's not a monologue but it's almost it's an affirmation and he says like i you are like i am blessed prosperous redeemed forgiven talented creative motivated and he goes on and he says all these things that not only we need to believe what we are but who god says we are that was exactly poignant thing that Andrew took away because Andrew never sat through a church service I think ever in his life (laughs) and let me tell you he passed away on a Sunday and it was right after we had just watched church coincidence and I don't believe in really coincidences y'all we'll get to that later but I don't you know I believe that everything (laughs) happens for a reason the good things the bad things Mm -hmm. and I believe that it really is a test of our metal I don't mean metal like you know the the you know iron or whatever but our metal like of who we are and I think that it really calls, it's God's way of giving us something to grow through. Because if we're not growing through things, we're effectively just letting everything that he has put into us go to waste. And there's tests. And believe me, there's, Jesus was tested. So why do you think we're not going to get tested? So it's like, and, this, and, and, and in that, where spirits, you know, and we have all these energies because, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed, which is science. So everybody for that. But when that happens, energy returns back to its form. And when that happens, the energies that have gone before us, think of all the great spiritual Buddha, Jesus, keep going. That energy is still out there working today. So when people connect with Jesus or whatever in in a higher sense, 
you're inviting that same energy that walked here once back into you. And don't think that that energy won't give you the strength that you need to keep going and keep faithful. And, keep, and, and it's not that you're not going to be perfect and life's going to be rainbows and unicorn farts because that's not always how it is. But it's like it's going to give us something that we can build a foundation of our life on when it seems foundationless or that your foundation is just cracked and crumbled and doesn't exist anymore. So I think that that is something that watching Joel Osteen, to circle back on that, um, watching Joel Osteen really helped set a foundation for not only our home but for us as people. And that foundation led me to seeking. And Joel always says, get yourself in a, in a Bible-based church. That's, watch me, please. But also get in your community because one of the things, too, that I learned after all of doing this with Andrew and, and going through this was that being in service to other people helped take me out of my grief because helping people really does something for us, I think, scientifically with dopamine and all these, you know, me and mom, you could probably speak more on that, but like, but it also does something for our spirit where we're watching other people go through horrible seasons, but we're there in community. We're praying. We're believing for better because that's what we do. That's our first response is we're believing. We're praying. And we know that through that, whatever is in the divine will is supposed to, will happen. And we, and we as people need to stop trying to control it all because we can't. And if you think you can, tell me how some of that's worked for everybody. <laughs> I would love to know. Find me on the social media pages, which I'll shout out at the end, but I want to know. You know, if, if, how have you gotten through a season without having something rooted in faith or, or belief? Or, and how is that going for you? That's what I really would like to know, you know? Because so, I was there You know, too. When, you, when you were talking about the affirmation statements that, you know, we are so as a culture not um, quick to talk about the serious things that we need to be. You know, right. we, we get sucked into all the social media stuff, and I know you're going to go into this down the road, Lauren, and I think that's so oh, critical. Yeah. But people have to realize who they are and the, and who they're supposed to be. And it, right. we're all supposed to be good people. We're all supposed yeah. to believe that we have it in our in our hearts and in our souls to be good people, that we haven't been dealt a bad deck, even if our circumstances at that present time don't feel right and, and, and we deserve more, we think. We, mm-hmm. Sure, nobody is stopping us, but I'll tell you what, what stops us is the choices we make. And I can't yeah. tell you how many times I have to tell patients and their families, you want something to change? And here's, here's my motto. The best excuse for uh, an I'm sorry, you know, moment because you're being ugly mm-hmm. or, or, or you're, you're angry or you're frustrated or, you know, and you take it out, with, with the, you only hurt the ones you love, okay? Mm-hmm. Regardless of the situation, the best apology is a changed behavior. So right. I'm a big believer in behavior modification. <laughs> and, and I'm going to talk about that on my own thing sometime. But, but yeah. we, we all control. You can control one thing, and that is what comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And you have to take that seriously because words, we all know it, can hurt. Words mm-hmm. can kill. Words can, can heal. Words mm-hmm. can be amazing tools. Absolutely. But you and I think too, as a, as a you byproduct have to be that, present to know that. Yeah. No, you do. And, and being present is such, is such a piece of that puzzle in that when you really have to dig your heels in and when you're making choices like that, joy is a choice. And I think that choosing yes. joy is one of the most, can be difficult, but so mm-hmm. gratifying things that will transform everything about your situation. And I know people are going to be like, really? Uh, and I mean it, because let me see, let me tell you, it's a choice. And you have a choice to, you know, sit on your kitchen floor and cry your eyes out. Totally done that. I'm raising my hand. None of you can see it. But yeah, um, yeah. I've done that, <laughs> you know, listen, like living through the seasons of grief, do it. You have to, because it's integral to your healing, but also within that grief, serving others, 
choosing joy, minding the things that you are feeding yourself, not only literally, but physically, you know, like, like, you know, just everything, feeding what you're feeding your spirit, what you're feeding your physical being, um, your emotional being, you've got to start. It's one of those things that will continue to just put in you peace. And what people need most in those times are feelings of peace because everything is trying to take your peace in those moments, in those really low bits of life. And I think one of the questions I want to ask to you, Mom, and I know we've kind of sort of gone over it, but um, what are some of the things that you took away from this experience being a case manager from, you know, from your occupational perspective um, for not just a client but a family member? It's like what are some of the, the things that you took away from this experience of being a case manager for not just a client, like someone that you've been hired to do, well, but someone who is part of your you know, family? Yeah, um, that's probably an entire podcast because what I <laughs> yeah. what I can tell you is that there's nothing more aggravating than feeling like your loved one isn't being paid attention to. There's mm. nothing more aggravating than medical science and 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 medical schools in 2023. Okay, there's mm-hmm. nothing more disappointing than going in to see a physician and have them look at their computer and be more worried about electronic medical records than looking at you, yep. there's, there's a real problem we have going on in medicine today. And so mm-hmm. to say that we had a, a, a good experience at Tampa General Hospital, I could say not often, but again, a lot of it has to do with advocacy, and a lot of it has to. Yeah. There were there were stellar nurses, and there were lousy nurses. Yes. There were good residents, yes. and there were crappy residents. There were people yes. who didn't know how to communicate for nothing, and some people did a great job. So again, yes. it's the choice that we end up. But but then hey, you don't have a choice. You get what walks in yes. the door, and that's probably right. the hardest thing to deal with. And I had plenty of opportunities to to not be kind, okay, to some <laughs> of the people that were learning how to be medical people. I um, had my words with them. I, I frequently was probably uh, one of the people that they got to know on the phone when it when it would come to Andrew's admission day, and we'd be sitting in yes. a in a hotel waiting till a bed was available. And I'm and I'm like, how do you, how do you how do you people really do this? I mean, seriously, you put immunosuppressed people in a waiting room with God knows what everything else, and and then you, we have to wait till somebody gets discharged from their chemo to actually admit him at eight o'clock at night when we've been no yeah you know i mean so so that's why i'm saying that's that's a whole different story but here's the thing and i know we don't have a whole lot of time what i what i would like though lauren for you to do as part of this is to just kind of share more of where you see your podcast going, where you where you want to delve and, and what you want to do, because there's just so much to what we've talked about so quickly, right? and there's just every five minutes we could turn into a podcast of its own. And, and I think that what's important, though, is that it's really necessary for you to embrace the journey you're on and seek assistance to guide you and support you in that journey and, yeah. and there's there's ways to do it there's ways to come out on, on top even when you think there's no way you're ever going to climb that mountain trust me there are and if you can't get it right now you'll learn to live where you're at and, and, and embrace the peace of that moment and then continue up the next valley and down and up and down because that's what life is. Right. And I, and I think no. that for us to think anything else, it's, it's just not going to serve us well. And you, right. and you really just have to choose the way you want to look at life, maybe. Absolutely. That's so good, Mom. And so, yeah, I mean, 
I want definitely a lot of the topics I want to hit. And, and of course, I would love to hear feedback. You guys can follow me at Pretty Much Fantastic on Instagram, and I'm also on Snapchat. Um, I'll be on Snapchat a lot. I'm not really a Facebook girl, so I'm just telling you all that from the jump street because I don't really do that anymore. But Instagram and Snapchat, you can find me at Pretty Much Fantastic, and I will post um, all that. But, um, yeah, so I think one of the things that, and there's so much to cover in so many different areas, but I definitely want to talk about caregiving, especially as a young person. Um, and I was a caregiver for not only my husband, but my grandfather at the age of 16, um, which was, which I didn't know, but God had put me in that position which, which for was exactly where I was. I'll fill in the blank for you. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was loads of fun. Well, it was a way of honoring him. Um, and honoring what he would have loved and how he wanted to live his life. And that's what we do as a family and in our family, you know, mm-hmm. for the Sim Kelly family. That's what we do. We, right. we, we live to honor and serve um, our family around the house, literally, physically, and, and literally. But um, we, we, that, that's something that we value and hold. So talking about caregiving and keeping, you know, our energy up and high in the middle of chaos, which, you know, could be like, you know, when I was talking about Andrea to be in a hospital, you know, room for, you know, weeks at a time, uh, that was crazy. Um, but dealing with, you know, oh, oh, we're going to talk with, so I've been going, I've, ever since Andrew passed away, and actually Andrew and I went to the therapist together, um, Jill Scarpoli, Dr. Jill Scarpolini-Huber uh, is my personal therapist, and she has agreed to come on my podcast and talk, which she is amazing, and it's been a huge piece of my healing, too, and um, I want to talk because I found a love for gardening during all of this, which was random, but honestly, watching things grow and thrive from nothing really does something for you. Um, and then, you know, how to deal with family dynamics post a tragedy, importance of embracing your spirituality, more so than we're talking about now. Um, one of the gals who has been in my Together group, who is amazing, uh, she is a death doula, which doulas are women who traditionally, I'm sure they're a community, but they're yeah, people who, who as well. in, Yes. Yes, and they they aid and facilitate um, childbirth and helping and helping people in childbirth. And so, think of it in the opposite way: is helping aid and facilitate people as they're passing to 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 the next phase of of life, or you know, and beyond. So. She's amazing, and I only learned that from going to church and having her in her church, you know what I mean? Like, so you connect with people like that and, and just how your friends and family can heal and help your healing. And there's just going to be so much, you guys. Things, there's Topics are going to come from the most random places, and if you have something on your heart, I would love to hear about it. And on the next one, we totally invite everybody to call in. Uh, we'll give the number, and I would love to hear from you and hear your story because that matters. And we're going to just be together, you guys. This is our fantastic family, and um, we're going to navigate all of this together. And we're going to help each other grow in ways that we never knew. We'll laugh. We'll cry. As, as we say in the theater, it's better than cast, like the musical. Like, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a journey that we can all take together as one big family here and um, transparent. Nothing is off the table. We're going to get real um, and we're going to grow through all the things that we've been dealt together because like we say at my church, we're always better together and it sounds corny, but it's not because it's true. Um, And as we are all together, I think everybody will kind of feel that and see that. So I am so looking forward to more time and more podcasts. And, Mom, I love you so much. Um, Mary, I love you. I love you, too. And, oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you, guys. So Lauren, much for I've got a quick, I've got a quick question yeah. for our listeners. When, yeah. will you, when will you be doing your podcast? It's not going to be every Friday, is it? Because no, I think I, your mom's what doing I'm right now. Yeah, because my mom is going to be doing her podcast, too, which is called Sally Cares and you guys, Sally cares more than the average bear. Like, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> everyone needs a Sally in their life because she will go to the mattresses. Like, if you have all seen The Godfather, she will, she, will, she will go hard for the people that she works for and the people that she loves. And she's someone who's called her relentless in the past, but in the best way. So I um, am thinking, because my mom is going to be doing a podcast as well, but I'm thinking twice a month to start out and as we get the ball rolling. And if y'all want more we got to give the people what we want. So I'm thinking maybe um, two Fridays out of the month 
and I will get those dates to Mary and we'll post those, but it will be on Fridays, probably around the same time if we can swing it, but we'll keep everybody posted and I, um, but it's going to be about twice a month, Mary. So I think well, that's why I'm, I'm going with this. If you want to make Mary's life simple, it's going to sure. have to be at the same time. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Listen, I live for that. I was thinking, you know, what, what, yeah, I was just going to say, interestingly enough, go ahead, Sally. No, what I was going to say in in regards to Lauren's podcast and, and the development of all of these things is that if we share the 2 o'clock Friday time alternating weeks, that might be a, a, a nice way for the audience to um because sometimes Lauren will be on my podcast, you know. Right. So, and and that's absolutely fine. I I'm actually looking at this um and I think it's good for the world to hear what goes on sometimes behind the scenes, especially when you're dealing with yeah, wonderful for the world to hear this. <laughs> yeah. I think this is great. Well, but, you know, I think this is reality times, right here world. This is reality. People don't realize that there are logistics that have to be considered. All they know is they plug in, they turn on, and they go to the channel they want. But, you know, I'm looking at the calendar, and I'm going to say we can do Lauren Kelly, you know, pretty much fantastic um, on the first and third Friday of the month, and we'll do Sally Cares on the second and fourth. And then if we... If a month has a fifth Friday, we either take the day off or we decide if we want to do something different. Yeah. I think well, and you know, for, the, for the listening audience out there, I think that this also should, should be, um, like Mary was saying, the organization of this is really challenging sometimes for, for those of us who want to do it. But if you've got an idea and Be Unique is such a wonderful sponsor of podcasts, yes. let Mary know that you've Absolutely. got an idea. and. Um, and let's let's make your your dream happen because everybody's mm-hmm. got like Lauren said stories to tell and uh, everyone can learn. Yep, and and through all of our stories is how we can just start to heal bits and pieces of ourselves that we didn't even know. So, I mean, what a blessing it is to be connected in this big wide world, even though it's a little cuckoo banana sometimes. Um, we're just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus right now. Uh, in all forms and just be the kindest, best people we can and not perfect by any means, but just do what we can. And uh, I think that's a great schedule, Mary. I think that will be wonderful and I look forward to it. I look forward to so many more of these and just connecting with all of you wonderful listeners and people that have taken any time to just hear us today. I am so grateful for all of you and um, thank you to everybody who walked along our journey with Andrew and I. Um, there's so many people. I'm not going to name them now because we're still out of time. But um, you know who you are, and I love you so very much. And I'm just – it's such a blessing, and a blessing to have Mary to facilitate great things Absolutely. like this. So I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to bring this to everybody because it's – People see your beautiful smile and they think, oh, she's got it all together. But they don't know what storms are brewing inside. And you, you don't know that with anybody. You know, I, Jennifer, right. my, my colleague at Be Unique, is a prime example. She yes. looks like the yes. picture of essence and, and peace, but she has a lot of storms going on in her world right now, folks. Yes. Um, yep. A lot yep. of changes are happening as a result of that. And yep. and we're learning. Be Unique is a uh, an evolving organization and we have to grow as we grow and we have to sometimes mm-hmm. take a break when we need to remember to take a break that yeah to me yeah. that is one of the biggest things in self-care is remembering yes. to stop and take a break yeah we need mm-hmm. to go with the flow more and we need to release a little of that control that we just need to have everything you know fixed in this and that and and i'm i'm a prime example of that because i i enjoy that you know but also that's i feel like a divine thing saying no lauren you don't you need to take a break you need to not be prepared you need to do some of these things sometimes and watch how that well, watch and how then, i work through that i'm like but, okay but when, when, when you do take a break yeah but when when you do take a break and, and it isn't easy because I'm I'm one who doesn't take breaks very well. I Never. can tell you that 
you have to believe that the faith that you have is supporting you throughout that time period of whatever it is you need to take a break because of that. Yeah. You know, that, that you, that you will be rejuvenated, that you will get through it, that you will re relax and be able to relax and, and be in recovery of yourself. <laughs> I have to do that yeah. frequently. Trust me. Um, because it, 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 the world can get pretty ugly out there. It gets rough. Mm-hmm. And and we have yeah. to keep no, reminding ourselves right. that we, yeah, we have to recharge our batteries. Yeah. And if we, if we don't, that's when problems happen. We're going, we're going to get hurt. We're going to, you know, if you think church hurts bad, just take and ignoring God's message bad. Oh, because yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. when you stop taking care of the body that God gifted you with and keep thinking, oh, I can push on, I can do this, I can do that, but your mind is reeling or your body is falling, there are reasons. And yeah. the biggest lesson I've learned in the last, I've been working on this for a while, and I don't want to say it, I don't want to even give a time on it because I've been working on it for a while. But um, I've really learned the value in listening to my mind. When when I start getting, oh, gosh, i got to do this. I need to do that. Where's my to-do list? Uh, where's my calendar? Where's my planner? Oh, my God, don't, don't let me forget. i got to set another timer on my phone so I don't forget. When you're at that point, take five minutes and just go stand. I don't care where you are. Stand outside if you can. Roll down the window if you're driving the car and these crazy thoughts hit. Better mm-hmm. thing is if you have the opportunity to go walk. But if you can't, for whatever yeah. reason, and there have been many times I've been said, oh, Mary, people have told me, you need to get out and walk more. Well, when your feet are hurting badly, and yeah. enough that you need a walker to maintain your balance, that's the last thing you want to hear. So do what feels mm-hmm. right for you in the moment. If you can mm-hmm. incorporate fresh air, that's going to help you. But above mm-hmm. all, Remember to breathe deeply. Take, yeah. I, I, I call it, yeah, you know, there's a reason when we were kids and we'd have temper tantrums and our parents would say, count to 10. Yeah. That counting to 10 so makes true. you stop and makes mm-hmm. you realize, you know, this isn't that important. I'm going to be okay. And when you so understand that you're so going true. to be okay, it feels like you're not. At the moment, it feels like your world is caving in. But if you can remind yourself, it's okay, I'm okay, I'm going to be okay, mm-hmm. then it, it all comes together for you. Yes, it takes you back to the that's mindfulness yeah. of it all and just the, con- the connection. And that's so good, Mary. That is, that's perfect. That's uh, so well said. Well, that, that was why I said for Mary's sanity, let's keep this always at 2 o'clock if we can. <laughs> There, there are going to be days. Well, then we definitely need to. Because <laughs> we need a sane Mary. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I think the insane Mary might be better. But um, we have to manage our own expectations, not just everybody else's expectations. And that's a lesson that okay. I've had to learn. Learning to say no is one of the hardest things mm-hmm. for most women. But it's one of yeah. the most powerful tools and gifts you can give yourself. If Absolutely. You say, and it's necessary. I, exactly. And I, I just recently had to ask somebody to push a, an event up an hour because, you know, the time she wanted to do it I thought was a good time. And then I looked at my schedule. I'm like, oh, no, I won't be home. I won't be back yeah. in time for that. So, um don't ever feel that you're doing less than by taking care of yourself. I know that what you're going to be talking about, Lauren and, and Sally, you're going to be talking about caregiving, but you're also, I'm hoping, going to be talking about self-care giving. Yes. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because there's so much of that that will just, it adds into everything. And part of that self-care is, like I was saying, having my therapist on, Dr. Jill. That's self-care right there. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a big fan of getting my nails done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just little tiny things even that just can fill your cup 
a little more as the world just tries to like poke little holes in it and like just like water, like small bits of water just are coming out, you know, and you're trying to put more in and like more is coming out. Like when there's a slow leak, so to speak, you know what I mean? Like when you have a slow leak yeah. going on, you're trying to refill the cup and water still coming out, but just it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And there's ways that you can continue to fill that whereas you're not depleting that. And it can be in the small place. The walking is amazing. And that was one of the things that I got into so much. You know, Andrew and I had bought bikes, you know, not long after we got married. And every time I look at our bikes in the garage, I'm like, I need to go out. You know, I hear him going, can you please get on that bike? Those cost us a lot of money. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I should do that. So then here we go, you know. And then I come back and I'm like, well, that was necessary. Thank you, darling, you know. So absolutely. And I feel like when the whenever we can shift our energy is when we can get ourselves out of some not-so-great energy. And being, like you said, Mary, going outside, walking if you can, even just sitting outside on a park bench if the mobility is an issue. You know, just getting yourself in some fresh air. I know it's cold in some places, and I'm sorry for that. But, like, spring is around the corner, people. You know, like, I am believing that in that, and that spring is one of my favorite seasons because of the renewal. You know, things are popping up that have been dormant all winter, and just like just like we are, we're coming out. You know, we we are coming out upgraded, refreshed, renewed. And by taking that time, like Mary said, for self care, is just like everything else in our life that's digital that gets upgraded. We got to do that for us. And Pastor Jason at Coast Life had a great message about that, and that's I just kind of paraphrased it. But that's really what it is: is that we are all everything in our lives are getting upgraded. Well, we need to keep upgrading ourselves. Even with exactly. self-care. It's paramount. We have to. We have to. When I was we my mother's to. caregiver, one of the first mm-hmm. things that I did was reintroduce her to her front porch. Mm-hmm. And she was always afraid to go out there by herself because of having to navigate the walker up and down that one little step um. out of her house. So that was a big gift for both of us just to get outside mm-hmm. of the house and breathe that fresh air. And when it was hot, was cold, I would take mm-hmm. her out there, bundled up, and put a blanket around her. And sometimes I'd put the heating pad on her feet and you know, run it through an extension cord. And we, yeah. we wouldn't be out there very long. And sometimes she'd say, it's more trouble to get up and go out than it's worth. And I would remind her that it was never mm-hmm. too much trouble. And if right. it was hot, then I'd, so car- I'd carry a fan to blow on her. I'd put a, yeah. you know, I'd bring a little extension cord. Put that. There are ways to think outside of what you think is going on. And well, absolutely, so and that ignites much, your creativity. Yeah, there's, there's just so much um, medicine is the only word mm-hmm. I can think of in nature. The fresh air, being around, whether the birds are singing or the birds are in hibernation, it doesn't matter. And if the trees are, you know, there's no leaves on the trees and it's snowy, there's still something to be said about that beauty of of finding that beauty in the nature of whatever's out there. That's so true, Mary. And that was one of the things that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you can go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that I was going to say that that was one of the things that I, when I was getting out and walking and and doing all these things, and people always think when, like I say, a loved one passes away, they're like, but but how do I know, like, that they're okay, and how do I, and I always say, when you go out into nature, I was like, you're going to see so many signs and symbols from them in the birds, in the trees, Mm -hmm. in the butterflies that pass by. Nothing will be on accident, the dragonfly. I mean, like, just the things, and you're going to start to see little animal energy symbols of the people that we've loved because they're right with you. And I know that's hard to wrap around their heads sometimes. But it, it's true. It's true. And let me tell you, there's so many times I'll be standing outside and I'll be thinking about Andrew or something or just frustrated, and all of a sudden I see one random butterfly, like literally no butterflies anywhere, and then one just goes flying across my path, and I'm like, all right, thank you. You know, and you, like, move on. But that's part of it is, like, you're going to see your loved one in everything. And when yeah. you, you got to look for it, too. you got to look for it because that's the beauty of, of finding the hidden little gems and energies in this life is when you can open your eyes and be more aware, that's when you're going to see them like you've never seen them before and feel them like you've never felt them before. 
So I completely agree. Um, I'm going to save my Jacob story for another time. But I have some, I have so many stories I could add to what you oh, talked I love about. Your stories. Oh, um, yeah, we we we're running out of time in the worst kind yeah. of way. We've already we've hit our typical forty five minutes, and then we've gone into the fifteen minutes, and the fifteen minutes is just about up. And I don't yeah. want to get cut off. Okay. Before I give no you worries. each a chance to tell tell our listeners what your websites are. And how to reach you if they want to reach you personally. Lauren, yeah. what's yours? You go ahead, Lauren. So if you guys would like to reach me personally, you can find me on Instagram. And the name is pretty much fantastic, just like it sounds like. And I will tell you the origin later of why this is named pretty much fantastic. Because I'm sure you're all going, Okay. Okay, so we'll get into that later, but you can find me on um, Instagram um, on at It's Pretty Much Fantastic, all one word, it's I-T-S-P-R-E-T-T-Y-M-U-C-H-F-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-C, and then I am also over on Snapchat, and I do believe that my, um, of course, being so wonderfully prepared like I am, I want to say it's much fantastic, but I'm going to post a link to my Snapchat over on IG. So everybody just bop over to my IG. And once I realize what my username on Snapchat is, I'm pretty sure it's much fantastic, but I'm going to double check that. Um, okay. So I'm, gonna, I'm, on IG. I'm looking on Instagram and mm-hmm. it says you have an anchor podcast. Oh yes. That's my old one. Yes. So I'm going to be removing okay. that because we're on be unique. <laughs> We are on Be Unique, and so I will have the link set up for Be Unique, and you guys, yep, and you'll see there's a, it's a purple background, and it's pretty much fantastic right in the main picture. Awesome. I found you, and I'm following you. Don't know why I Yay. didn't ask about that before. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know why I didn't look up my Snapchat name, but, you know, this is how we're doing it. And um, Sally, where can where can our listeners find you? Well, let me just say that um, I'll give that information out next next Friday next when week. I do my okay. podcast because I've got to really look it up. <laughs> I've got, uh, got to make sure I get the right information. See, There's nothing like worse mother, than um, like daughter. I I'm telling you, when you it. said that, Mary, I was like, uh oh. I'm not prepared for that. So, yeah, because this wasn't my podcast, even though there are moments that I took okay. over. But, but really, I'll have it for next, next week. That is quite all right. I can tell you that um, it is sallycares.com. Yes. I know it is, but, yeah, I thought it was. I just wasn't sure, so I didn't know. Oh, I'm right there with you, Sally. It, it sounds like okay. it's time for one of those breaks we've talked about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Oh, my goodness. This has been such a wonderful time. Yes. Mary, I it's thank you so much thank for, you. for just it's being been, our anchor, it's literally. It's been pretty much fantastic. And I'll tell yes. you, I can, Absolutely. I can see this show helping a lot of people. We're gonna we're gonna get better and better. better. Get some get some things lined up, and uh, we'll we'll just wow the world with our triple dose of whatever it is we've got. Absolutely, and we're just gonna create this much more family together. Yeah, what we've got is support, and I think that that's Mm -hmm. that's really critical. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna actually. I'm going to play a little commercial that we've got to end us out of this show. And this is actually Jennifer's son, Colin, speaking. Wonderful. If you like the show tonight, let us know. Call 321-417-4309 or email mary at beunique.org to ask how you can sponsor the show. It's simple and doesn't have to cost much at all. Visit beunique.org. For even more details, that's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Join the global world changers who already know how Be Unique helps bring together like-minded humans who are making the world a better place. 
Read the magazine and blog posts, watch our videos, listen to our podcast, and visit our social media from one location and let's work together. Change tomorrow by finding solutions today. Visit BeUnique.org to learn more. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. If you're looking for something different to do on Saturday, April 22nd, drive on over to Merritt Square Mall in Merritt Island for MetaFest. It's fun and educational, but best of all, it's free. Parking, admission, everything is free. It's an indoor fundraiser for the charity Be Unique. And trust me, it's as unique as it sounds. MetaFest brings together like-spirited entertainers and experts who will restore your sense of wonder. Vendors represent everything from A to Z, literally. Acupuncture to Zumba is all at MetaFest. They even have a special area just for children. For more details, call or text 321-417-4309 or email connect at beunique.org. And that's spelled C-O-N-N-E-C-T. The at sign B U N E K E dot org. I'll be there with my friends, the medieval gypsies, and hope to see you there too. Come on out to MetaFest. And with that, since I didn't create a intro or exit, I'm going to say goodbye. Lauren, Sally, thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. And if you've got a question about caregiving, you can either reach out to Lauren on her website, um, on her Instagram. You can message her there at It's Pretty Much Fantastic. Reach out to Sally or just email me at Beauty. That's Mary at B-U-N-E-K-E. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.